Now on Documentary on News Talk, producers Morris Kelleher and Sean O'Boyle dive into the community, competition and joy of sea swimming on Ireland's east coast in The Sea is My Sky. Dublin Swimming Club is the oldest swimming club in Ireland. It was founded in 1881, but for many years women were excluded from joining. Women first joined the club in 1917. Now, just over 100 years later, we interviewed women who are part of Dublin Swimming Club, as well as other clubs along Ireland's east coast. We spoke to women who compete in open water competitions throughout the swimming season, which culminates in an incredible race along the Liffey in Dublin's city centre. We also spoke to women for whom sea swimming is a way of life. Starting with a group of women I met on a chilly autumn night in Bray County Wicklow, where they gathered for a full moon swim. So there's a group of us tonight, we've all arranged to come here for the full moon swim in Bray Beach. Some of us are in clubs, but different clubs, some are in the same swimming clubs, and some of us are not in a club at all, we just know each other through maybe mutual friends that love to swim. People through Bridge are here, because they met through Bridge, or they met through a social like hiking club, and they, they've said to their friends, oh I, I love to come at the full moon and have a dip, so it's a complete mix of people, all shapes and sizes from all over the place and it's just fantastic. Obviously the clubs are probably just a mix of like you were saying like all genders and stuff but like when do women gather together? It's for it's for moon swims nights like this, it's for um, training, weekly training in the pool during the winter and the summer but most of us just ditch the pool during the summer and just do all our training and in the sea for all the different races. Yes, to gather, it's a social thing. It's more than meeting up for a drink, because you can do that after. It, it's an activity, it's an experience. Everybody talks about the same thing, about the temperature of the water, about, you know, when they're in the water, then there'll be the chats when you're acclimatizing, then you head down and you do your swim. And then when you're finished your swim, you talk about the swim. Um, and then when you're getting dressed, it's having the laughs. Who, who forgot to take off their swimsuit and their, their trousers are now wet? Um, you know, because you're so cold that you, you know, you're getting dressed so quickly. So some people, no names mentioned, will have their wet togs underneath and just realise, oh no, I never took off my togs. It's just the laughs, the giggles. And then somebody will say, God, I wasn't feeling good mentally today but you know I made myself come because I knew all of you were coming and I feel great now and I love to hear that because it's a social thing it's it's a friendship thing and the sea is just a part of it you just feel better when you're all together with the sea I'm Jennifer Murrin I've been swimming since I was a toddler swimming lessons to water safety to oh dabbled a little bit in galas when we were younger then it's basically the foundation has been water safety and then from that I always preferred swimming in the sea to the pool I just love swimming I just love cruising along efficiently and just going going and going and going and just being happy I just love swimming along like up at home in Donegal and just looking at everything but you know looking at the life below you especially swimming along you know rocks and and seaweed and the little fish and the crabs and everything. That's what I love doing, love it. 
So you've done some big swims. Tell me about what was the biggest one that you've done. The one that took the most training would have been the English Channel. I did that with three other fabulous ladies, all different ages, all different life experiences, and I knew them all before doing it, but with all the training you've put into it and all meeting up and swimming together, we never fell out once, and it was just lovely. And you hear of these disaster groups that, you know, they don't really get on and they don't have this lovely experience. So for me, the swimming was just a bit of it, and doing it was a bit of it, and I really wanted to do it, make sure I did my best for them. But it was actually the swimming beforehand and all the training that was the best thing and all the memories and meeting up and chats and the laughs. That group of women just made the whole thing easier. We started in the night, I think it was about about two o'clock in the morning and Catherine got in, in the dark. The sea was the roughest in the dark. And then as the day break came in and the sun came out and the skies cleared, the sea got calmer. We didn't see a thing. I think we seen one jellyfish. It was all ships and boats and the hardest part is sitting on a boat that's going at the speed of the swimmer in the water and all you can smell is the fumes from the boat. So um, yeah, I didn't go. I stayed on deck the whole time. I didn't go down into the loo or anywhere. Couldn't go downstairs or I would have been feeling unwell. And we had our seasick tablets and everything, but the hardest part wasn't the swimming. I was delighted to get in to swim. It was sitting on the boat and not feeling well because you're traveling at such a slow speed. You teach swimming as well. What do you enjoy about teaching? I love teaching people how to tread water and to show them how easy it is to float in the sea. Growing up and swimming through a water safety background, I love teaching them the basics of water safety so that, that, you know, they can maybe show it to their children, just how to float, what you do if, if, if your friend got into difficulty, you know, different things, the simple, simple things. That to, sh- to give them the confidence to understand, yes, you should swim within your depth, but maybe one day you'll be moved out of your depth and what do you do then? You know, and they need to be able to float, they need to be able to move and yeah, that's the, the, mo- the, the best thing. And then for them, to, the satisfaction when they learn to actually swim properly and do a full stroke and, for them to, and then to be walking along the beach one day when I'm not teaching them and then to see them swimming along and I stop and, and watch them and I just feel so happy for them. They feel great about themselves. And then they'll get out and they'll have a big beaming smile on their face. So, yeah, I just love that. So who sort of is gathering here tonight down for the... Yeah. So Annette would lo- loves the, the Moonlit Swims and Christine and Marie and Marion and, and Colette and... They all, Rose, Rose will run in um, no matter what the temperature. She's just amazing. She'll just run straight in, Tiffany and and myself. And there's just so many women that just, and it's, it's mostly women. Like sometimes you'll persuade a husband or a partner to go in and they won't come back again because <laughs> it was so cold. But uh, yeah, it's mostly women, all ages. And they just, they just love it. When there's a full moon, we all plan to meet up and it's freezing, it's November and there are many bonkers people that meet up and have a dip. It's not really a swim, you get in and you potter about and you're frozen and you have the chats and you can howl at the moon and whatever you want to do. It's just like a release, so whatever's happened to you that day or that week or that month, it's like some woman just let it all go. 
and literally let all their clothes go too and run in in the nip and all you can see is their their bottoms glistening in the moonlight as they run in and it roars out of them. It's like their inner child has just come out for that hour of madness. And it's freezing, but you're there with a load of people. Depending on the moon, they've all different names. You'll have the blood moon, the wolf moon, all snow moon, all these different moons. But some people are really into it and they feel like there's an energy. And when they go into the water and if they're in the track of the moonlight in the sea, they just think this is amazing and they've got energy from it and they feel kind of revitalized. And we get out then and you'll have your your hot drink and your cakes and the laughs and you know the giggles at who ran in the nip or who did this or who was howling. It's like the secret club that I never knew existed that these crazy people as my mother would say you're not well and no we're not well because we're getting in in togs in the middle of November on a beach while everyone else is going around with their, with their layers on and think, yeah looking at us no it's just brilliant it's crazy but it's brilliant What was it like tonight? It was just glorious. It was absolutely glorious. And I did the swimming lessons here with Swim Ireland over the summer and it just changed me. I was always confident and able to dip in the sea and stay in for as long as I liked. But I really consider myself a swimmer now. And at 64 years of age, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. What brings everyone together for a full moon? To get the energy from the full moon to set you up for the month. Yeah. Look, the sea is for everybody. It's just so the health benefits and like, like all joking aside, but you go for a swim and it's just, and you feel tough as afterwards, you know? And the, the other thing about safety as well is everyone's told like, there'll be a day where you put your toe in the water and go, today's a day to go up to my knees and turn around and go back out again. And that's, that's okay too, do you know? Cause you never win against the sea. My name's Annette and I live in Selbridge and I wish I lived closer to the sea. How long have you been swimming? Um, in Ireland here probably the last three years or so. I started to go occasionally and hadn't really swam properly since I was a child so I'm a novice and I'm just getting back into it and quite a few of the girls that come down are swimming teachers. There are some that you know could, could have swam for Ireland and there are some that have swum the channel and this type of thing so they're all so supportive and it doesn't matter what level of swimming you are you're welcome and even if you just dip and walk along people will just encourage you and support you so I'm, I'm getting up to I want to swim out to the boys and back the way that they do because some of them are just amazing swimmers when we come here to Bray they we swim from those rocks there to the rocks up here and I'd like to be able to do it without stopping every <laughs> 20 meters you know which is the way that I am at the moment so I'd just like to be a little bit more fluid 
and um, as I say everybody's so supportive and you know they'll give you little tips I was lifting my head too much and I was told I've just got to roll and that you know it'll help me so yeah I'm getting better you know I can see it all the time so yeah and I'll be 60 there in in January so you know you can you can learn anytime I'd swim every day if I could and I'd probably stay in the 20 30 minutes I don't go very far or very fast but um, I'm 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 quite well padded and I don't feel the cold too much. <laughs> it's good for the head, the heart and the soul. It just It's just a, an all-round therapy. For the rest of the day, you feel alive and I actually love it when it's wild. You know, they say that energy never disappears. So I just feel that when, the, when there's energy in the waves, it goes into my body and I get high as a kite. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it when it's wild, even when it just knocks you right over. So, you know, you go back to childhood and just play in the surf. It's amazing. My name is Mary Rose Keegan. I am from Dublin. I was born in Dublin and uh, now I'm living in Maynooth in County Kildare. So uh, unfortunately I'm living far away from the sea. <laughs> I did a lot of competitive swimming in the early days. Right to till I was maybe my late teens. Then I used to do master swimming and always did some of the sea races. In the beginning there were very few sea races for the women. You know, the, you know there were there maybe about 10 or 12 on the sea race calendar. Now there's far more. There could be 30 or more. In the beginning, we did shorter distances than the men. So we might have done maybe 800 metres. The men would do 1,000 metres. But that all changed in more recent years. So now everything is equal, which is great. Were the sea baths, were they a big part of your childhood? They or? would have been a big part of our childhood. Now, we, we were kind of on the cusp in that we, we did a lot of sea swimming in the baths. We had lessons in the baths. And we had galas in the baths, but we were also learning indoors as well. I think it was actually very important to learn in, in the pools. It was easier, you know, you could see what you were doing and you could stay in longer. I think that's very important. And then you can transfer it to the sea easier, I think, if you've learned in the pool. What is the atmosphere in a, in a sea race compared to maybe a pool race? They're fairly competitive, but because they're handicapped, it means that um, everybody is supposed to have an equal chance. So you can have all sorts of abilities, all ages. Whoever finishes first in the race actually gets the prize. So you could have a slow swimmer finishing first or the fastest swimmer finishing first. And you really don't know until the race finishes. So it's great because they're, they're competitive, but they're, they're not as competitive as pool swimming. And there's just a lovely atmosphere you get to know people over the years. It doesn't matter how good or how bad you are, you'll always be encouraged to do them. I just love it so much. I just want to keep going. I know it does get me good. Um, I'd be lost without it, really. I absolutely adore it. If I, if I haven't swum for a day, I start thinking about when, when can I have my next swim. <laughs> and even though now I live in Minute, so I'm, I'm, it's, it's harder for me to get to the sea. I'll always make the effort. <laughs>
the sea is different every time you come to it. I think I love that about it too. And, you know, you're always checking what's the tide like. Is it a high tide or a low tide? Is it, you know, is it what way is the wind blowing? Is it going to be onshore wind? Is it going to be rough at the edge? Is it, you know, there's every day you come, it's different. And that's, and that's lovely. And it's just the atmosphere. It's, you know, it's just lovely being here. I'm, I'm Christine, Christine Ryan, but I'm Christine Mahoney now, and I am from probably the most inland part of Ireland. No sea, no nothing. We had a river near us, and the river was just probably now, when I look back on it, was only a little narrow, kind of a little river. But we used to go there, and at, I suppose, about 10 or 11, I was t- went there with a friend, and they didn't realise I couldn't swim and so I didn't realise the water was deep and I nearly drowned and nobody knew but I just thrashed like mad and I got out but I taught myself to swim then in the shallow part of the river and I never really got out of the river after that I was always gone there even as a teenager I used to cycle to the river that was like the seaside resort down in Tip and uh, then you kind of took as, as... you had children and brought the children. We were living in Kalini and we'd take the kids to the sea all the time and then to the pool and they used to laugh at me because I couldn't swim, really swim. And I was in the shallow part of the pool and I was afraid of the water. So that was it. I took swimming lessons and I learned how to swim properly after about a year. And then I just had this urge. I wanted to do the sea races and... Uh, the first series I came in last and everybody was in they were all clapping for this person and one of my friends bringing a bunch of flowers which was brilliant, it was great and never really stopped after that that's over 30 years ago never really stopped, it's a challenge it's a real mental challenge so probably that's why it's so good for people that might have any kind of any kind of mental problems at all because you're challenging your body and you're kind of overcoming any kind of fear you have in the sea. So it's, it's a real challenge to everybody. And then you come out and you're with people that are thinking the same as yourself. Good to be alive there. It's just it keeps drawing you back. The sea keeps drawing you back, but you have to respect it. As you get older, it's also an important part, not just for the mental, but for the physical side. We used to get people, when we had them in the pool, we used to get women coming in, and we used to be teaching them how to swim because they couldn't move their joints with arthritis. Suddenly now you begin to realise what they felt like as you get older. But the sea kills every pain because of the cold, but it also helps the joints to mobilise. So, yeah, it's great therapy. You don't really need too much in this life. Just a little pair of togs, a cup of tea and a flask. <laughs> That's it. The community is really special when you do it for the fun of it. And that's where we do it for the fun of it. 
but it, it does help people through tough times. One of this, one of the moonlight swims we did down in Seapoint a couple of years ago, and there was a crowd of women that were all cancer survivors, and they came down. Now there was no men actually there that day, that night, so all the togs came off, and they all jumped in, no clothes on, and they just cheered for being alive. community like swimming it doesn't matter what you look like or what you wear and you don't have to dress up it's no. great yeah. you put on your worst clothes and still come down Absolutely. Yeah. get the layers out yeah. and really it doesn't matter what no. you've on you but you'll find a lot of women, older women saying like my age group saying the most confident they feel is in their togs do you know, and nobody cares, like, and because nobody actually does care. No. Do you nobody know what you look like ever, no. anyway? And women are so caught up, and men to an extent, I suppose, as well. But and especially like that, if you had the body, like, never really had the body. So, but it's, it's no, it's great. It's just that's not an issue at all. It's not an issue at all. It's what you look, what you look like. Everybody's the same. Yeah. There's no such thing as somebody being better than the next person because you're all in togs, you all look the same and everybody is out to help each other or to look after each other. So that's the big thing about sea swimming. It's a real leveller for everybody. And then just the camaraderie and the friendship that you make. Everybody is just in there at their own pace and they come out and have the cup of tea and it's just... It's a real perfect get-together. Best cup of tea you'll ever have and just the best biscuit, sand or no sand, you'll still just sit there and you just look out and you think, good to be alive. Tonight, the beauty of it is the reflection of the moonlight on the sea is unbelievable. And I love it that yeah. it doesn't matter where you go, the light comes towards it you. Follows you. It, yeah. it follows you around and I just love swimming through it swimming through the moonlight. Yeah. And we could be at home, you know, watching TV or... But we've all made the effort to leave the house and even though it's cold and dark, and shoot, this is perfect. There's Sitting nowhere the I'd beach. rather be. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what I'd do if I didn't do this. I have a mantra before I get into the water. Like, I go in the coldest days. And I, the minute my toes tip the water, I go, do it in honour of all the people you know who'd love to have the health to do it, but don't. And I start listing, you know, when you get to the age I am, I have family, I have friends who have been through cancer or are going through it, are various things. And I list them, their names out. Now, I hear some voices in my head saying, but I wouldn't want to do it, yeah. they, but they'd love the health. And by the time I have dealt that list gone through, I'm in the water. And I always say, most of all, do it for yourself because you deserve this. And, you know... It's almost a real, it's just lovely. And even a few people have said, I do like the way that you remember me when you go into the sea. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, yeah. You're so fortunate, like, we're so fortunate to have it.
Voices documentary on News Talk, and this is The Sea Is My Sky. My name is Anna Maria Mullally, and I'm currently working as a lecturer in TU Dublin, and I'm a swimmer as well. And I swam when I was really young in Tremor in County Waterford. Grew up near there and the dip for us in the sea was always followed by a trip to the amusement park there and maybe a bag of chips if we were lucky as well. My mum used to load us all up every Saturday and she'd take us to the pool for swimming lessons. And so I swam throughout my childhood and into my teens. I did lifeguarding as well too. There was never any great shakes at any of it but I was always endlessly enthusiastic about it and I really really enjoyed it I loved the feeling of it I didn't swim for a couple of decades and then in my early 40s I moved with my family to Kinsale near Cork and stepping back into the water then was really wonderful it was like meeting an old friend in some ways I found a local spot called Goat Island in a place called Sandy Cove and I used to look at the island longingly and wonder if I could swim over to it and I did. One day managed to swim over and back again and it was an insanely wonderful feeling. It was great and that started a love affair with that swim spot and I've since done many laps of that island. I swim there in all weathers, all water conditions, smooth as glass, rough and tumble swimming for exercise, swimming to, to play. I love the element of play that you can find in, in the waves and it takes me back to being young again. And it also allows me to feel and explore all the things that my body can actually do as the body of a middle-aged woman and I suppose a woman who's not in her early 40s anymore, a woman who's pushing 60 now, so it's a, it's a wonderful thing to, to get into the water and play. I think play in, its, in and of itself is, is central to pleasure, our understanding of ourselves as, as human beings. And I think a lot of us live our lives divorced, I suppose, from our physical selves. We sit in front of screens all day and then we connect maybe play with going to the gym, for instance, which is a great thing to do. But this is a much more elemental form of experience. You're in an element, you're in the element of water and it's a much more testing experience. It's unpredictable and it's challenging and it fuses your body and your mind in a way I think that is really healthy. It's an immersive experience. You're taken out of yourself to go into yourself and it emphasizes our connection with nature, reaffirms the fact that we are creatures, we're physical creatures in the most holistic and empowering way. I always have swim kit in my car, travelled to different places around the country and was beginning to notice the names of these places, Nuns Cove, Ladies Beach and the men's bathing place etc and I began to ask myself you know what these place names actually meant and of course you know it points to a history of gender segregation at these spots which I was absolutely unaware of. I was also at the time embarking on a PhD and considering what topic I was going to choose and then I just thought that it might be a great thing to uncover the history of women swimming in Ireland as a recreational and also as a competitive activity. So that's really where I'm at and I've 
about halfway through and have done quite a bit of research and gathered a lot of information. The hard bit's coming now, the writing. From the late 19th century on, women began to get into the water in an organised fashion, I suppose, here to learn to swim as clubs were being set up. The Amateur Swimming Association very much was forming, I suppose, the way in which women's participation in, in water sports was unfolding. Women have always been on the shore or at the pool side, not only as swimmers but also as working women. So there's class participation in all ways. So working class women, for instance, were able to make a living as cockle and mussels pickers. You find them at the beaches around the coast of Ireland. Obviously, in terms of differences between men and women's participation in swimming at this time, men had better access to facilities. Uh, there were longer opening hours for them. Already the facilities were segregated. The distances uh, which they raced were, were longer than those for women. And of course, then the biggest issue was the costume. Women's activity in the water, of course, was viewed very differently to men's activity. And this was related to questions of modesty and propriety and they were expected to wear much heavier swimming costumes. These were heavy wool costumes, they'd fill up with water, and in some cases they'd actually bring the women under the water. And both women and male allies who were anxious to see women swim in safety were keen to see these costumes removed. So there was an urgency about dress reform, spearheaded in the US by the celebrity Australian swimmer Annette Kellerman, who cut the legs off her swimsuit, shortened it and made it into a form-fitting unitard, similar to what men were wearing. And this, of course, was greeted with, with, with horror in some places, sensationalised in the press as well, of course, and in other spaces and places greeted because it meant that women could participate more fully and could also demonstrate their athleticism more effectively than they had done before and Kellerman was a remarkable athlete in fact she was an endurance swimmer of her day. Annette Kellerman visited Dublin in 1912 she performed a series of exhibition swims jumping off the bridge into the Liffey and enthralling people with her performance. She also had a show in the Olympia Theatre, an aquatic spectacle with a huge troupe of dancers and athletes, female athletes and male athletes with her. And many, many people went to see it. In Ireland, women were watching the likes of Kellerman and English uh, swimmers as well, who were abandoning the woolen costumes in favour of the unitard, and they were adopting those customs and practices too. And there was a very strong pushback, of course, from the conservative segments of society, a lot of harumphing from concerned male officials, from members of the church. So there was a, quite a negative reaction, but women's swimming has always been linked to the project of female emancipation women persisted in getting these form-fitting costumes that enabled them to move more freely. Movement is a key aspect as well of early 20th century femininity. Being able to cycle, being able to ride horses, being able to move through a city unchaperoned because you had a bicycle was, was a big advantage for women in those days. So swimming was as much part of that freedom from the confinement of the home as, as anything else was. However, Ireland remained a much more conservative state long after other countries had embraced processes of modernisation. And so you'll see in women's beachwear 
reflections of this conservatism. They may, for instance, have modesty panels on the front of their swimsuits or little skirts or uh, other ways in which their swimsuits protected, I suppose, their feminine integrity. And all of this, in a way, was a reflection of the social mores of the time. And there was a papal encyclical issued in 1925 which expressed great concern about the way women were dressing for tennis and for golf and for swimming, the exposure of the neck, of the shoulders, of their legs, that this was unacceptable and would lead to dire consequences. So, of course, you know, that kind of thinking persisted as well. So there was very much a surveillance of of what women wore. But the other side of that is that women were keenly aware of what was unfolding in the fashion world at an international level. Coco Chanel in France and her style, but also the style of the Hollywood stars and certainly the 30s and 40s, which was a classical Hollywood era. Women were shown wearing beautiful swimsuits, lounging by the pool, and this was very much an emblem of a particular lifestyle. Irish women were really keen to copy what they saw on the silver screen, so they were able to get patterns from the magazines that they purchased here which allowed them to knit their own swimsuits which might sound strange but they were made out of very fine wool or in later decades then they were able to buy patterns and sew their own swimsuits and eventually also bikinis. The Catholic Church and conservative Irish forces were very much interested in shaping a state with a particular feminine ideal. And so the Archbishop was actually quite taken up with, for instance, female participation in sport. And quite a bit has been written about his interventions, for instance, around camogie and women's field sport as well. And I suppose it's less well known that he was also absolutely averse to women participating in the Liffey Swim, spectacularising themselves, I suppose, and exposing themselves, as he saw it, to, to the gaze of the citizens of the, of the capital in a way which was unbecoming. And he remained consistent in his misogynistic approach, effectively, to women's participation in, in sport. His grip on the conscience, I suppose, of... The male officials really who regulated sport was quite precise and women's participation in swimming events of that nature in Ireland is a black hole really from the 1920s until the late 1960s. In fact, I think there was no Olympic participation after 1928 in swimming sports by by women until the late 60s and it seems that the um, aversion to participation in the Liffey Swim remained right up until the 1970s. So it really wasn't until 1991 that women had their own full participation in the Liffey Swim, which is incredible if you think about it. So the fact that the this prestige swim, the Liffey Swim, that was denied to women for so long is, is really incredible. It's the jewel in the crown of Irish swimming and so many people want to take part in it. So many people sign up for it every year, they register for it, they, they want to be there.
today? It was fab. It was wonderful experience. Beautiful day. It's a different course than it would normally be, so that was kind of special. The other thing that was really special is that the ladies went off first, which I think is the, the first time that happened. So we were really happy. It was beautiful. It wasn't too cold. It was really enjoyable. There's a great sense of fun and camaraderie about it. And it's just lovely to see everybody coming out and coming together for something so enjoyable. I think it's the community part of it, uh, the, obviously the tradition and the history, but the community aspect of it is lovely and, and people feel like, I suppose, in Europe it is an iconic swim because it's through a city centre. You know, even today, I think, to swim under the newer bridges, which are equally beautiful as the old bridges, I think was really lovely yeah. too. And it's such a unique way to see Dublin, whether it's your city or whether you're here as a visitor it's such a beautiful way to experience it you know you're right in the middle of it looking north side south side and swimming along seeing everybody cheering you from the bridges and it's just a really beautiful way to experience dublin when you're in the water you're just you're yourself it's freedom it doesn't cost anything to become a sea swimmer like all you need is a pair of togs and you're away and you know when you go down to the water, maybe your first time, you'll always find there's people there and connect in with them and they'll tell you what's safe. They'll teach you like some of the older people taught us when we yeah. arrived first to do it. That is a really nice part of it, I think. The woman who came second today yeah. is in Dublin Swimming Club. Her name is Claire O'Dwyer and I think she turns 80 next week. So any age can do it. And that's the lovely thing about it. It's all shapes and sizes, all abilities, all ages. My name's Claire O'Dwyer, yeah, and um, I just happen to be the oldest swimmer in the Lippage. 80 next month, and uh, I swim for Dublin. So it was very exciting and great, great, great race altogether. So I've done about 28, 29 of them, so. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's a big deal, <laughs> no matter who you are to come in second, but to be the Aye. oldest swimmer and the second, who came first? A, a, a younger person out of, um, her name was Tara, out of Glenalban, and she just pipped me towards the end, and I knew, that's it, she's going for it. Are you competitive with swims like this? I am a bit, comp I am competitive, yes. <laughs> Can't help it. What draws you to sea swimming? Like, why is it being such a, an important part of your life? Well, it always has been since the age of 15. I've swum for Ireland and all the rest of it, so... How do you compare swimming in a pool, like from pool competitions to sea competitions? Totally different, totally different. Because you can meet all sorts of different um, variations in the sea, but the pool stays the same. And the community seems different between oh, the two as well. Fabulous, fabulous, yes. Like, yeah. It seems like a very supportive environment. Well, it is because people are probably older when they go into the sea swimming and, um, you know, it's just great, great. Well, it's nice to think that at my age you can keep going and then my pal Gabrielle is 15. So, you see, you can keep going forever. <laughs> well, she look at them all. They're all ancient. <laughs> that was my first Liffey and to see Dublin from the different perspective was fabulous so we were blessed I so think that was your first ever Liffey swim my first ever Liffey swim yeah it was just uh, so it was exciting it's the buzz it's the buzz of the cold water exercise psychological and then hanging around with the gang the group we're a, we're a tribe you know so it's definitely it's the whole camaraderie and community involved it's fabulous 
think the reason I like sea swimming is it's not very competitive. Like there, it's more about the experience and spending time with people and spending time, you know, in the water. It was absolutely gorgeous because we were all dreading it this morning. We were all bags of nerves. Like it was like ridiculous. We couldn't eat, we couldn't do anything. We're all scared stiff and then you jump in and you go and it's the best feeling in the world. When you swim, you're on your own. So you are in your own thoughts, but then you're with other people. It's funny, I don't know that you can describe it. You hear a lot of descriptions of people kind of, you know, going in one person and coming out another. And it's true and it sounds very cliche, but... Um, it's just you kind of have to try it and get into it to really know what it is if you know what I mean I like for me I love going out I love going out in the group but sometimes I love going out myself in the sea and especially if the sun's shining or even if it's raining and it's just the expansiveness of it and just realizing that you're such a small being in such a almighty powerful body of something else the sea swimming for me is more of a mental thing actually I enjoy the pool for fitness and but the, for the sea swimming, yeah, it's more about my head. Yeah, definitely. So you're kind of in a medita meditative state when you're underwater yeah, as well. You can't think of anything yeah. else yeah. except what you're doing, so you're present. Yeah. So I feel like it is a form of meditation in a way, you know. So and I mean, it's, it's really hard to get above your bum and go, but you never regret it. You never regret it when you're coming out, I can tell you. <laughs> no, you never regret a never swim. Regret you're always swim. delighted yeah. you went. Yeah. yeah. It's really big it's a really nice community um, and everyone, as I say, is so supportive, and isn't it? And it's inclusive, like, it's yeah. not just for the fast ones. So no, the slower yeah. people will the go off at a, at a handicap. Yeah. So, you know, the slower ones will go off go and then the fast ones will go off in 10 minutes. So everyone kind of finishes together at the end nearly, you know, so that's quite good. Because of the handicaps, you never know who's going to win. Yeah, yeah you know? like anybody could do it. So. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> no person could win it if they get a good handicap, yeah, yeah. you know? And for the likes of me, it's handy because when I don't have my glasses on, there's always feet to follow. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm never first so I just follow the feet it's like the All-Ireland in swimming because it's like the finale to all the sea swims it's like the final so it's 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 really important and it's iconic because we're central Dublin it's just amazing to be a part of it we were down at the pontoon and I wasn't sure because we were starting in a different place whether they would do the traditional singing of Molly Malone but then um Bobby said, you know, oh, who's yeah. going to start it off? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's looking at each other, oh, how did this start? No, what's the first word? Singer, yeah. 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 yeah, And then we all got going yeah. eventually after a round of the chorus, you know, but yeah, it's lovely to hear everybody singing it and it makes, you know, it just makes the occasion. Is it nice to have people sort of cheering over the... It is. You do need a bit of cheering. You do, you do. As you're going down, you get a bit cold and you lose your momentum a bit and then when people cheer you on, it gives you that gorgeous, particularly under the bridges when it's dark. You're coming under the bridges, the spurs you on to kick that little bit harder and get towards the finish. I never thought that, actually that it would be yeah. dark under the bridges. Yeah. It is, yeah. absolutely. And if you were doing it in the reverse the way we would normally do it, you'd be coming under O'Connell Bridge, and that's six lanes wide. So if you're swimming underneath it, it's very dark for that long period of time. It's a long, long stretch. It's a long you time swim to be very dark. fast underneath that. Very dark me. But the water me. was very, very green. Well, we're all, we're all celebrating here with Prosecco, so we did enjoy it. Of achievement when you finish oh, the absolutely. We yeah, hugged yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. slightly emotional, but yeah, you know. yeah. There's great camaraderie between all the clubs. When everybody's finished at the finish line, you're waiting to get out of the water and you're treading the water together and you're like everyone's patting each other going, Well done, how did you find it? Who yeah. won? Where did people come? You know, and everybody's just there for each other and then you get in the showers. Dublin Fire Brigade provide the showers and we have great skit in the shower and we got loads of photographs taken there and yeah it is it's great. But it's even great the beginning when we're in the water and we're singing Molly Malone, that's a really it's a really significant 
moment. It's uh, an iconic moment. moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it's one of the longest running swims it is. in Europe. Is yeah, it? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think so you're right on that one, it's yeah. pretty historic. Is that and remember, it? it was it was set up to prove the quality of the of the of the Liffey. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> we don't care what it's like. As I say, it's if we're here for the drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, girls. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to next year. Actually, I went and had my flu vaccine two weeks ago exactly to boost my immune system before I got in the Liffey. <laughs> so that's what I'm laughing at, is the fact, because I'm a health professional, so I'm like just always thinking for two weeks to get the, it working, but it always gives your system a boost. What about the preparation that goes into doing a race like today? Well, I think um, swimming every day, staying acclimatised, that in itself gives you confidence. And, you know, we've been swimming every day practically for the last couple of months. And as the water gets colder, it's important to stay getting in. We've recently practised this nonsense of just getting in quick. One, two, three get in and in in advance of the Liffey actually we're like because it's going to be colder so one two three in no no messing around and then we get in and we're absolutely joyful screaming at the fact how wonderful this is and then we were felt so cold earlier one of the biggest pandemics in the whole like literally alongside COVID as a virus is mental health issues it is probably the biggest thing that's causing the most absence and you know people leaving their jobs and all of that is mental health and I, I think swimming is probably the most beneficial thing you can do it's a sense of purpose community you know like you're always going to meet someone have a cup of tea always something to say I just feel like they're my tribe. There's a great quote that covers it. The sea is my sky and when in it I can fly. So it's, it's the, the, the feeling that you're cruising along and there's nothing bothering you. And it's just the, the movement and, and yeah, all the people around you is, is wonderful and the chats and the cake and the, the biscuits, everything afterwards <laughs> yeah. and the coffee. But actually when you're in the water and you're cutting through the water and you're moving along, it's just a lovely feeling. I'm so happy when I'm in the water and it gives me um, a great feeling of joy. The Sea is My Sky was produced by Maurice Kelleher and Sean O'Boyle and was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland as part of the Sound and Vision Scheme.